Everybody, good morning. For those of you who are here for the first time, my name is Alvin. I serve as lead pastor here at the church. I'm glad you're here with us. It's a beautiful September Sunday this morning. Um, for those of you who didn't know, I shared last week, two weeks ago, my wife and I got to welcome a beautiful baby girl to the world. And she has already brought so much joy and blessings to our home. And uh, we are just over the moon, as they say. Uh, let's see, there's a couple other things. I want to thank the church for praying for us during this time. Uh, we have felt the support and the love and the congratulations from everybody. It's been great. Um, not to mention those who've been filling in for me. I haven't been as around during the week, and our staff has really covered me. And uh, I think Shannon led prayer. Uh, did a great job uh, Saturday. So I just love our church. I want to thank everybody that's serving today. Music team did a great job. We've got our finance team. We've got Kids Life downstairs serving our kids. Production team, I think Matt's back there. And uh, yeah, guest services, it's just, it's just a blessing to know that so many people uh, love God and love our church. And it takes a lot of people to, to put on what we do. And we see it as an offering to God and a service to all of you. So I uh, hope you guys are blessed. Speaking of service, we had 61 people come to our serve day, which is a high for us. That's the most we've had. We were across the street at Whitsett Elementary School and got to do uh, some great work landscaping. We sanded, we painted, and we got to make friends with each other. The principal of their school, uh, Principal Molly, was there and to see the appreciation that she had for us uh, being there. I just, it's just something that I wanna continue. I wanna see Serve Days continue to grow at Nashville Life. I can't wait to see how much more we can do um, when, we, when we put our hearts and our efforts together and our resources together uh, to bless this city and bless this community. So thank you all who were there. And then I just want to reiterate one more thing. We have our Fall Family Fest that uh, you heard about October 21st from 2 to 5. Uh, we'd love for everybody to come. It's for kids. It's for adults. It's for married. It's for singles. It's for everybody. But if you would like to uh, help out, we need people who are not afraid to have a good time to come and serve. So please text Fall Fest to 77411. We've got some uh, fun activities and ways that you guys can help and be a part of that day if you want. Otherwise, just come and enjoy. Come for 30 minutes, come for an hour, come for the whole time if you want. Uh, but yeah, we'll be there uh, October 21st here at the church. It's right here. Uh, but let's get into the word. I'm excited to close out this series. But before I do, I like for us to do this declaration together. So repeat these words after me if you can. Say, the word of God is the bread of life. May my heart conceive it and my life achieve it. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. Well, the series that we are on in September is about the grace of God. That's the title of the series, the grace of God. God. And we've been going through a passage 
in the book of Titus, chapter 2. Titus, chapter 2, verse 11 through 14. We've been kind of going verse by verse, and we've reached uh, verse 14 today. But let's read the whole passage so we can get some context, and then, uh, and then we'll review and get into verse 14. I'm excited about it. Uh, it says in verse 11 of Titus, chapter 2, for the remarkable undeserved grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to reject ungodliness and worldly immoral desires and to live sensible, upright, and godly lives, lives with a purpose that reflect spiritual maturity in this present age awaiting the conf and confidently expecting the fulfillment of our blessed hope and the glorious the glorious appearing of our great God and savior Christ Jesus who willingly gave himself to be crucified on our behalf to redeem us and purchase our freedom from all wickedness and to purify for himself a chosen and very special people to be his own possession who are enthusiastic for doing what is good. Some translations say zealous for good works. Um, but this one, Amplified Version, says enthusiastic for doing what is good. So that's the passage we've been diving into all month. Verse 11 was the first week of September, and we talked about how the condition of our hearts really does determine how well we see the goodness of God and how clearly we can see the grace of God in our lives, around our lives. So that serves as motivation to always pray for God to purify your heart. Always ask for the Holy Spirit to reveal any blinders that might be active in your heart. We covered things like pride, things like resentment, uh, unforgiveness, bitterness. All of these things serve as, as blinders to the grace of God. And it blinds you from being able to see how good he is to you. And it really does affect the quality of your life and your relationship with God. So, so let's keep our hearts pure. Let's continue to ask God to purify our hearts and remove anything that's preventing us from experiencing and enjoying his grace. Uh, number two, uh, Week two was about how grace is a teacher and it teaches us to reject ungodly things and to pursue godly things. Grace actually teaches us how to do that because we don't know how to do that in our, in our own selves, in our own strength. Grace teaches us and it leads us to be spiritually mature. Last week, we talked about how grace prepares us for the return of Jesus. We are called as Christians to be ready and excited for the return of Jesus, to be prepared and anticipating his return. So, so grace helps us do that. We talked about that word uh, worldliness and how we have to make sure that worldly priorities and earthly matters don't uh, hinder us from being alert and aware and ready for the return of Jesus. So that's what we've covered so far. And today will be verse 14. So I'm going to read verse 14 again. It says, who willingly, talking about Jesus, 
who willingly gave himself to be crucified on our behalf to redeem us and purchase our freedom from all wickedness and to purify for himself a chosen and very special people to be his own possession who are enthusiastic for doing what is good. Praise God. Today, we want to talk about this verse and how this is God's vision for his church. And if you are a believer, this is his vision for your life. Honestly, even if you're not a believer, it's his vision for your life. And I think part of his plan for you is you being here today. Because my prayer is that through this message, you will come to make the choice to believe in Jesus and step into the destiny that he had in mind for you when he created you and put you on this earth. But Jesus loves people. And he died on the cross. He gave himself fully and sacrificed his life as payment for our sins for two reasons that I want to highlight today. One is that he loves us. He loves people. And the number two is he has a plan for people. And his plan is to create a people who are enthusiastic for doing what is good. That's his vision. He has this plan. He says, I want to create a group of people who are enthusiastic for doing good in the earth for doing what is right because I'm not sure if you realize but the world is uh, got a lot of darkness in it there's a lot of hurt there's a lot of hate there's a lot of pain in our world and God wants to illuminate the whole world through people that's his plan to use people to bring light to this dark world and he started with one person and that was our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and then through that one man several men and women have received the light of God and we're seeing the world become more illuminated more uh, uh, redeemed because of this plan that Jesus had uh, Jesus plans for us to all do good and for us to be enthusiastic about it but there's one big uh, hindrance there's one big problem to this plan, and that is no human being has ever been good in and of themselves. And when you're not good, and I mean truly good, we all have good aspects about us, but the Bible says that none of us are good in and of ourselves. And if you're not good, you can't really do good. So Jesus had to create a conversion process where people can be converted and born again from being dead to alive, from being in darkness to being in the light. And this conversion is called being born again. And when you're converted, you step into this, this grace that you are now holy in the eyes of God and therefore eligible to make a holy difference in the world. The good thing about this plan, guys, is you don't, the, it doesn't take the whole world to make a difference in the world. And that's a testament to just how 
powerful the light and power of God is. We saw how much the earth changed through one man. When Jesus came as the light of the world, he brought light to the whole world. And every time the new person chooses to follow him, the light of Christ gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And this number of, of God's people and this, 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 this breed of people, this church, this body of Christ being enthusiastic for the work of God is growing more and more. And we're in this age today, the number of, of people following Jesus is still increasing. Uh, I joined the number about roughly 14 years ago officially. I joined this, this group of people who are enthusiastic for doing the work of God. And man, I'm so humbled and so privileged to be a pastor of a church of people who are committed to do the work of God enthusiastically, and we are seeing uh, this number grow of people making a choice to follow Jesus. Um, and, and the steps of our vision is what I want to reiterate today and review for those of you who, who need the review. At our church, we lead people to do four things. We want you to know God. We want you to find freedom. Then we lead you to discover your purpose and ultimately make a difference. That know God step is, is really starting a relationship with the one who has redeemed you, the one who gave his life for you, starting a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, and then finding freedom is setting you free from all of the, the darkness of your past and even the dark things that are in your heart. This, it's a process of freedom from wickedness and wrong ways of thinking and hurts and, and bitterness and trauma from the past. God wants to set you free from the weight of all of those things. I'm hearing, by the way, some great testimonies of our Freedom Life group. Man, it, I hear it's on fire, both the men and the women's Freedom Life group. And I, I love hearing these stories about people experiencing freedom through these groups. So, so shout out to everybody who's, who's doing the Freedom Life group and leading the Freedom Life group. I'm hearing that there's some great change happening through these meetings. Uh, and then discovering your purpose. Discovering that you are now a purchased person that your life no longer belongs to you and that you have inherited uh, a vision and a plan and uh, an objective for your life. And that's the same plans that Jesus has. Those plans become your plans. Those priorities become your priorities. And that's, that's what it means to discover your purpose, to find out why it is that you've been saved, why it is that you've been redeemed. And then the one that we're talking about today is that making a difference, finding, becoming a person who's not only willing to make a difference, but enthusiastic about it. I've used the word enthusiastic a lot because it's really what I want to focus on the most today. I want to talk about the word enthusiasm. Can we all say enthusiasm? Enthusiasm. That's five syllables. Enthusiasm. Uh, there are multiple ways to try to pursue uh, enthusiasm for doing the right thing. Uh, many of us have tried different ways to kind of pump yourself up and get yourself excited. Uh, sometimes we, we uh, really depend on Maybe the music. Maybe we have a, a playlist that pumps us up. Y'all remember Jock Jams? 90s kids, Jock Jams. 
songs that pump you up, get you ready. So sometimes you can have songs that like, okay, that's, that's going to get me excited. Some of you guys, it's, it's a few cups of coffee. Uh, maybe that caffeine is what helps you get motivated. Some people depend on, on the friends, like, you know, who's there, who's going to be there. You know, I'll be excited if that person is there. And, and all these things are, are fine, but I want to give you guys an ordained way that is the best way, according to Scripture, to find enthusiasm for doing what is good, and that is what our theme is about this month grace. Grace actually is enough to get you not only willing to obey God, but hyped up and excited about it as well. And it's not one that weighs down. It's one, it's the, it's the route that is the most sustainable and enduring. You know, coffee, you have that crash and you come down, but grace is able to sustain your influence if you allow his grace to do it. Um, what I wrote here is God's grace provides everything a person needs to obey him and carry out his plans with, uh, well, enthusiastically. God's grace provides everything a person needs to obey him and carry out his plans enthusiastically and I intentionally added that part because that's actually a part of our call a lot of us think our call is just to obey God our call is just to do his will but I, I was recalling a scripture where Jesus told his disciples make sure you teach the people that you are teaching teach them everything that I've told you and the full call is to not just do the will of God but to do it with enthusiasm. We can't leave anything out. God's vision is for us to be zealous for the works of God, for us to be passionate about the things of God. And some of us have been, you know, wanting a pat on the back that we're doing it. And, and, and I'm glad you're doing it. But the full command, the full vision, the full plan for your life is for you to do it with passion and enthusiasm. Every time God calls a person to do something or to be someone, he provides them the resources to carry out that plan successfully. He's a fair God. He's not going to ask you to do something and not give you what you need to do it. He's not mean like that, right? He, he, whatever he calls you to do, he's going to make sure you have everything. And actually, he makes sure you have more than what you actually need. I was thinking about uh, being employed by a job. Many of us, depending on the job, when you're onboarded onto a, a position, uh, depending on the job, you're given up front some of the resources that you need to do that job. For some, if you're working online a lot, sometimes you might get a list of, of passwords and login passwords so you can get into what you need to get in to do that job. For some of you guys, you get a set of keys to get access into the building that you work in. For some of you, your work requires a uniform, so they make sure that they provide you the uniform that you need since they're requiring you to wear one. Uh, for some of you, it might be a company truck or a van that you have to make deliveries with. Most jobs or a lot of jobs have um, an onboarding process where they give you the resources that you need to do the job that you've been hired to do. God is the same way. Whenever he calls you to do anything or to become anything, he gives you the resources that you need to accomplish 
what he's calling you to do. And another word for those resources is grace. Grace is the resource of God. It's the, uh, it's the resources that you need to fulfill whatever it is that he's calling you to be and or do. I'm going to read Titus uh, chapter 2. Verse 14, one more time, the verse that we're focusing on. It says, who willingly, talking about Jesus, gave himself to be crucified on our behalf to redeem us and purchase our freedom from all wickedness and to purify for himself a chosen and very special people to be his own possession who are enthusiastic for doing what is good. So here we have a lot of things in this one passage that God has called us to be. One is he's called us all to be redeemed. He's called us all to be purchased out of the enemy's hold into the family of God. He wants to save us. He's also called us to be free from wickedness. He's called us to be free. We see that in that passage. He's also called us to be pure. The Lord has called us all to be pure, not only in heart, but pure in our hands, pure in our lifestyle. He wants us to be pure. And then lastly, we see that he wants us to be enthusiastic for doing what is good. He wants us to be passionate about doing the right thing. So, like I said, because he's gracious, he gives us the resources or the grace to do those things. Everything that we need to do all of that, God has given us everything we need and more to accomplish it. The resource that God has given us to live the life that he's called us to live as his church has, can all be wrapped up in one person, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the grace of God. He is God's resource to the world to have everything that we need and to accomplish everything we've been called to do and to be. No matter what it is that you need to obey God, Jesus is the answer. He is the resource. He is the grace that God has given us to become and to achieve everything that God is expecting from you. If you need redemption, Jesus. If you need freedom, Jesus. If you need purity, Jesus. If you need enthusiasm to do what is good, Jesus is the answer. I want to focus on enthusiasm because, again, I think a lot of us walked in here already knowing that God wants us to obey him. I don't know how many of you all really walked in thinking that he wanted y'all to do it with enthusiasm. Because um, it's a different, it's, I, was, I was talking to our staff and, and uh, I was giving the notes. And first I had it without enthusiasm, then I added it. And Lucy said, oh, that's different. That's a different call. To obey God is different than to obey God with enthusiasm. That's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different call. It's a different assignment. And that's the full call that God has for our lives. So I want to help you out because some of you guys might be a little scared. Because but, but without telling you what I'm going to tell you you, you, you feel the pressure to create enthusiasm that might not be there. And when we, when we 
don't know what I'm about to share, we find ourselves trying to find enthusiasm and create it in, in artificial ways. Like I said, through maybe the, the track that's playing behind or, or the friends that are around you or how much caffeine you need or, or your personality type. All of these things will not sustain the, the God divine level of enthusiasm that he's calling you to have for his kingdom. But he's given you a resource. He's given you the resources you need. Check this out. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11, John the Baptist, he's the last prophet before Jesus comes onto the scene, and he famously says this in verse 11 of Matthew 3. John the Baptist says, I baptize you with water for repentance. But John says, he who is coming after me, talking about Jesus, is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. John says, he, talking about Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now that last word, fire, that is God's grace. That is his resource. That is his provision for his church to carry out his plans with enthusiasm. There's actually fire from heaven, fire from God that he provides all of us so that we don't have to try to create it on our own. Because let's be honest, no enthusiasm that we can conjure up can match fire from God. The fire from God will have you burning for the things of God. He, it will make it to where not only are you willing to obey, the fire of God is the resource that makes you excited to obey. Um, so I was thinking about fire. I'm like, when else is this talked about? John brings up fire, and when else do we see fire? The next time we see fire, I don't have it on the screen, but Acts chapter 2, verse 3, the disciples were waiting for this promise that Jesus said he was going to give. And what does the Bible say in verse 3? It says, tongues of fire. That's the fire that John the Baptist said that Jesus was going to give us. Tongues of fire came upon these people. Now, by the way, all these Christians, these people that were waiting for this fire, prior to this, they were hiding from, for their lives because they had so much persecution. If people knew that you were associated with Jesus, you would be persecuted. You would be arrested. You would be harassed. You might even get killed. And they were scared. And I can understand why they were scared. But guys, when they received this fire from heaven in the form of tongues, the Bible says they begin speaking in tongues. And then they, the same people who were running for their lives and scared of the persecution walked outside with boldness with confidence with excitement with 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 courage and they begin confessing and professing the the lordship of jesus guys and they begin confronting sinners about their sin and telling them they need to repent and guys they were effective they had enough passion to light up that whole town square over 3,000 people got saved because of the enthusiasm that these people had. Now, I personally believe that all the people that received this fire believed in Jesus before they received the fire. That Many of them saw him resurrect. They walked around with him post his death. So they were already believers, but they lacked the enthusiasm that God has called us all to have. So they received this fire in the form 
form of tongues, and they were able to now go out and not just obey God, but to do it enthusiastically, doing it with passion, doing it with fire. Uh, Luke chapter 24, Jesus talks about this when he's uh, telling the disciples to wait for this promise. Luke chapter 24, verse 48 through 49, Jesus says, you are witnesses of these things. God has called us all to be witnesses of his resurrection. He's called us all to be witnesses of his lordship for those who don't believe. He says, and behold, I am sending you the promise of my father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. This clothing of power that Jesus was talking about is the resource and the provision that he's given to us for us to carry out his plans for our lives with passion and with enthusiasm. I'm going to read it one more time. God's grace provides everything. I mean, he didn't miss anything. Y'all know people who were just so thorough and they think of everything, they plan everything. That's Jesus. He didn't miss anything. Anything he is provided. There's not a single thing you can think of at this moment that Jesus is not going to say. I was already already thought of that. I'm one step ahead. I got you. What about I got? I did that. But what about this? Got that? Oh my gosh! He has God's grace covers every possible need that you will have to live a life for Him. When it comes to obeying Him, when it comes to carrying out His plans. With enthusiasm, God's grace has given you everything that you need to accomplish that. So redemption, again, if you need redemption today, today is a time where we're going to tap into God's resources. God's grace is here. His resources are here. Everything you need to please him is here right now. So some of y'all need redemption if you need redemption, if you need to, to be saved, if you need to be rescued out of the mess that you're in or the despair that you're in or the hopelessness or the emptiness that you're, you're haunted by and overwhelmed by, if you need to be scooped up out of the pit into salvation, God has provided the resources that you need. If you need freedom today, if you're still bound by hurts from the past, if you're still bound and stuck and held back by, by bad habits and addictions, the resources are here right now. Purity, if you need to be, if you need to be cleansed of your sins, if you still feel the, the, the residue or the, the dirtiness from some of the things that you've done in the past, the Lord wants to purify your life. He actually has the resources here right here, to, to purify you from the inside out. Healing, if you need healing in your body, the Lord has provided the resources that you need to be healed. And I mean both uh, mentally, emotionally, and even physically. The Lord can, can heal you of physical ailments. He has given the resources, and the resources are here. If you need to be restored, if you're depleted, if you're empty, if you're worn out, and you need to be restored with life and life more abundantly, the resources are here. He's got a full supply of everything that you need. 
I mean, imagine a warehouse of every single thing that you need with just an endless supply. And whatever is you need, he goes, okay, I got you. That's on, that's on aisle seven. I got you. Boom. You need that? Okay, I got that. Everything you need. There is an unlimited supply in his storehouse of grace, and he can give it to you. I know it sounds too good to be true, but that's just the enemy talking to you. The enemy always wants us to second guess how good God is. God tells you something, the enemy goes, ah, oh, that can't be true. He's always trying to make you not fully believe just how good God is. And lastly, if you need enthusiasm, if you're getting weary, if you're getting a little tired, maybe you're overcome by timidity and you just feel so timid and the idea of being bold for Jesus just scares everything out of you because, because of your personality. I think one of the biggest mistakes that we make as Christians is limiting God's plans to our personalities. A lot of us think we know more than we do about ourselves. And a lot of us think we know ourselves better than God knows us. And we read his plans for our lives and we hear these messages, but our knowledge of ourselves hinder God from doing the impossible. When I tell you guys the resources that God gives you, the fire of God that he gives you, it transcends personalities. It transcends uh, friends, who you're friends with. It, it, it transcends caffeine. It, it, it goes greater. It, it, it provides a level of zeal and a level of life that nothing can produce. Nothing can replicate. This isn't a, a baptism of the Holy Spirit message per se. But, I mean, you already know what I think. And just from the word of God, and I, honestly, when it comes to, I mean, I just got to talk about what, I got to talk it like I know it. The, the greatest source of enthusiasm that I get for the Lord is that those tongues of fire. That actually is a generator of fire for God. And, and the more you use it, the more you actually sense an enthusiasm from heaven that you did not have before <laughs> stir up inside you. Guys, I experienced it this morning. Like literally this morning. I have not been getting the greatest sleep since this beautiful baby has been in our lives. And before I got here, I prayed in tongues. Guys, and the excitement to share this message Y'all, it wasn't fake. It's from God. It actually came up inside me. Before I knew it, I was stomping the ground. I wasn't, I didn't, that's not my personality, guys. I didn't wake up stomping the ground. I woke up going, oh, man, it's already 6 o'clock. But, guys, the tongues, it's the resource. God gives you the resources that you need to be enthusiastic. 
And I can only, as a Christian, guys, I can only tell you what the Bible says. I'm, and I'm sorry you didn't hear it before. I'm sorry your last pastor didn't tell you this. I'm sorry your parents didn't tell you this. I'm sorry this is news to you at 50, but come on. It's better to find out now than to have never found out at all. And I, of course, yes, it's, 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 it's tough to be a Christian for 25 years and, and realize there's something this awesome and this important that you don't know about. I get it. But guys, when are we going to just say, well, I'm, I'm hearing it now. I'm hearing it now. Guys, we are called to be enthusiastic for the works of God. And the Lord wants to get, has given us a resource where we don't have to find all these hokey ways to pump ourselves up for God. Ways that don't last. Ways where you're kind of just that fake it till you make it. No. That's not, there's nothing in the word of God that says fake it until you make it. Just put on a smile and it'll come. No, guys, the Lord can give, he has given you the fire that you need. So I just want to encourage everybody to go to God today and, and access his His wheelhouse of resources and whatever it is you need he's got it for you i'm emphasizing enthusiasm because that's what we're emphasizing today but my goodness if you need healing the bible says by his stripes he shed blood so that you could be healed he's got the resource you need his blood has has paid the price for your sins so you're forgiven he's giving you the resources you need my prayer is that today we receive whatever it is we need from God with faith and confidence that he has more than enough for all of us in this room, everybody watching online. Let's pray. Father, I bless you. I honor you. I thank you, Lord, for providing everything we need to carry out your plans with enthusiasm, God. Lord, and I thank you for that word today. Another word for it is zeal. I thank you, Lord, for folk pointing our attention at the end of September, pointing our attention to the area of enthusiasm and, and zeal and passion. God, I thank you, Lord, for giving us the grace, the resources that we need to obey you, to fulfill your plans for our lives, and to do it with passion, God. Lord, forgive us for limiting your plans for our lives because of our personality or because of our denomination past or our, our style, Lord. Lord, there is a fire directly from you that you're pouring out on all of us. God, I just pray you give everybody the courage to ask and receive whatever it is they need, God, if they need redemption, if they need freedom. Lord, if they need purity, if they need a new start, if they need healing, if they need hope, if they need passion, Lord, we ask for it right now. We ask for your grace right now. I pray, Lord, for your grace to just touch every heart, every life in this room every life watching online. Lord, your grace is enough. 
your grace is sufficient for what we need. So I ask these things in the name of Jesus. I pray that you lead everybody here to receive whatever it is they're lacking today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'm going to ask us to stand. I want to give everybody a chance to make peace with God by receiving his son, Jesus Christ. I told y'all, Jesus is the grace of God. He is the resource that you need for everything in your life. So repeat these words after me. Say, say Lord, Father in, the G- Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus, I confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and was raised from the dead on the third day. Forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins. Make me a new person in Christ. Lord Jesus, I choose you to be the Lord of my life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit so I can live for you with enthusiasm every day. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Let's all say amen. Let's give praise to God. God, we thank you. I'm going to ask for our prayer team to come down. We have a team that's here to pray before we dismiss. If you need prayer for anything, some of you guys uh, want to speak in tongues today for the first time. You can do it. This prayer team can help you. You can do it on your own or this prayer team can, can be there to support you as you take this step of faith. Some of you guys just need prayer for healing or, or uh, agreement for, for anything. Whatever it is you need prayer for. This team is here, and we got you. We love you. We love God, and we love you. So please do not hesitate. Let this team minister to you if you need it before you leave. Otherwise, um, you can text the word BELONG to get connected to Nashville Life. We love meeting new people. We love making new friends. So if you want to get connected to the church, uh, text BELONG to 77411. It's real easy. It's a good way for us to connect with you. Uh, We'll start next steps next week. We won't have it today, but Next Steps is a class that gets you more connected to the vision of our church. We'd love to see you there next week. If you would like to give, thank you in advance. Uh, You can give online or our team in the lobby can serve you. Uh, If you want to give a uh, financial offering through cash or check, we've got you. We can serve you in the lobby. But I love you all, and I'm excited for the grace of God to continue to fill your life with every possible thing that you need. So let's pray. God, I bless you. I thank you. I pray a blessing over everybody here. I pray your grace, your resources over everybody. And I pray, Lord, that they have the faith and the courage to receive whatever it is that they need to carry out your plans for their lives, Lord, with enthusiasm. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a great rest of y'all's day. I'll see y'all next week.